Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. Exodus 24, verse 12. Exodus 24, verse 12. Amen. Is it found? All right, let's read. And the Lord said unto Moses, 
come up to me into the mountain and be there. I will give thee the tables of stone. And a law. And commandments which I have written. That thou mayest teach them. And Moses rose up. And his minister Joshua. And Moses went up into the mount of God. And he said unto the elders, Tarry here for us until we come again unto you. And behold, Aaron and Hare are with you. And if any men have any matters to do, let him come unto them. And Moses went up into the mount. Cloud covered the mount, and the glory of the Lord abode upon Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days, and the seventh day he called unto Moses out of the midst of the cloud. And in the sight of the glory of the Lord, and the sight of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on the top of the mount in the eyes of the children of Israel. And Moses went into the midst of the cloud and got him up into the mount. And Moses was in the mount forty days and forty nights. As we bow our heads, a gracious heavenly Father, we are reporting for duty this morning. May you be gracious, heavenly Father, as we commit ourselves to you, dear God. May you speak to us. We are not here to hear a man. We are here to hear the Almighty God. Man, every. Every word that is proclaimed by men, let it be a lie. Dear God, we need your weight and your weight alone. Help us, dear God, as we are going to preach here to preserve the integrity of the message, especially in a time where we are living in, where men have gone wild. But dear God, help us to submit to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. If it is not in the message and if it is not in the Bible, allow us not to speak it. Because if we do speak it, it will bring death upon the people. But if it is in the way, dear God, it will impart life upon the people. These people are here because, dear God, they depend on you and you alone. They can see that the world is being subjected to plagues. All sorts of diseases are beginning to strike the earth. So surely, dear God, there must be a place of refuge. And your way, dear God, is the place, the right place where demons can be quarantined, dear God. I know, dear God, those that are sick, you've already healed them. They will testify about your greatness, dear God. You are not a stature, you are an able God. 
you do the paradoxical whenever you are given a chance. That is why you said have faith in God and we are having faith in you tonight. This morning, dear God, as we commit everything to you in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. While you take your seats. Amen. All right. Amen. So we appreciate the Lord. How many appreciate the Lord? Amen. Now, let's do it this way. This morning I want to speak on the message from the cloud. The message from? From the cloud. Amen. Last week we spoke about seven angels that were lowered from eternity to bring the message to the people. So today we want to say the message from the cloud. How many believe that Satan is the greatest impersonator? Amen. Now, when you go around, there is a, in, in technological cycles, those that are yeah, technologically inclined must have heard about what they call computer or cloud, cloud computing. And I think on your phones, iPhones, your Android, sometimes they will say, do you want to save this file on cloud? How many have seen that? Amen. Amen. Now, that means you've got your files that are saved on cloud, not on your device. On cloud. Now, what they do is that once your gadget is somewhat, maybe it's affected by a virus and it gets corrupted, your files are not corrupted because they are not on the device they are on. Amen. Then when you need them, you download them from? Amen. Are you still with me? Now, so do do you see that Satan is, is using God's principles to inspire his own technology? Amen. As long as the file is on file, it cannot be called? Amen. As long as the message is on the cloud, it cannot be? Amen. So the bride is listening to the message, not from these devices, but from the cloud. If these devices get corrupted, the message on the cloud will not be corrupted. So make sure you've got a password to the cloud. You can download it directly from the cloud. Amen. Isn't it beautiful? Uh, Amen. Now, in the message, the third Exodus 298, I believe you believe that we are in the third Exodus. Amen. Amen. Third Exodus. Now, he says, this great, paragraph 298, he says, this great angel of the covenant, Jesus Christ in the form of God, thought it not robbery, but become equal with God. Now, now he is a pillar of fire in the same form that he was back there, bringing the first exodus, bringing the second exodus, and here he is with the third exodus. The first exodus, what did he do? He brought them out of a natural land to a natural land. 
from Egypt to K. Are you with me? Now the second exodus, he brought them out, out from a spiritual condition into a spiritual baptism of the Holy Ghost. Can someone say amen to that? Now, now he's bringing them from the spiritual baptism of the Holy Ghost right back into the eternal land of the millennium and the great hereafter. Uh, are you still with me? You need to go. Uh, he's giving you a compass of where you are going. The first one, it was a nation uh, or a, coming from a natural land to a natural land. Then the second, it was from a spiritual condition into the spiritual baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now it is from the spiritual baptism of the Holy Ghost right back into eternal land of the millennium and the great year after. Same pillar of fire by the same anointed system. The same God doing the same things. And the same way to deplete the first one, deplete the second one, the same way to deplete the second one has deplete the third one. And here we see it among us. Amen. Do you see it among you people? Amen. Now, the, the pillar of fire, the, the moment you see the appearance of the pillar of fire, you must know that Exodus is taking place. The first time it appeared, it led them out of Egypt. The second time, and actually most of the people, they think that the, third, the second Exodus was led by Paul. It was not led by Paul. It was led by the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Are you still with me? Amen. The first Exodus was led by Moses. The second Exodus was led by the Lord Jesus Christ. The third Exodus is led by who? Are you ashamed? The third Exodus is led by who? Hallelujah. Yes, it's led by William Brenham. Amen. Now, in the message, Escape Hither, come quickly, paragraph 27. Then it says in this message, if you can bring it up here as I lay the foundation here before I get somewhere. Now it says, I, I want you to notice, in every place before the judgment struck, there was always a supernatural thing taking place. We have spoken on Wednesday that uh, always there is a, a, there is a the, the seal opens, then there is a mystery behind that seal. Then the messenger catches the mystery. He brings the mystery to the church. And those that accept it are sealed in with the messenger. And those that reject it, a plague falls upon them. Are you still with me? Now, he says, in every place before the judgment struck, there was always a supernatural thing taking, taking place. And Noah, they come through a long time waiting and then there appeared an angel, a prophet, Enoch, and so forth. And supernatural things was done. And they went in. I want you to notice the bringing out of the children of Israel. It was a long time. Hundreds of years, nothing taken place. No supernatural since the death of Joseph, which was a type of Christ. But before the judgment struck Egypt, when God brought his church out, 
when God brought, we need to check the characteristics of the first exodus. When God brought his church out, he says, there was first a message. Do you see? In the exodus, there must be a prophet appeared. Angels appeared. Supernatural signs taken place. And the children of God was issued into Goshen where they were free from the plagues before their coming out. Are you here this morning, folks? So there's got to be a message. There's got to be a prophet. There's got to be angels that appear. There's got to be supernatural signs taking place. And the children were taken into Goshen where they were free from the plagues before they are coming out. Now, if it happened in the first Exodus, it must happen in the third Exodus. Are we beginning to see plagues hitting the earth? Do we, do we believe we've got Goshen today? Do we believe the angels have appeared? Do we believe we've got a message? Do we believe we've got a prophet? So that means that without a prophetic ministry, there is no exodus. The fivefold ministry cannot take you out of Egypt. You need a prophetic ministry that the fivefold ministry operate under in order to be taken out of Egypt. You could have had Aaron. Aaron was a Levite. Aaron was born in the right lineage. But Aaron could not take them out of Egypt. You needed a deliverer to be born, and that was Moses. And in the end time, you could have pastors, you could have evangelists, you could have teachers. They will never take you out of Egypt. You need a prophetic ministry. Ah, Somebody will say amen to that. You, folks, you cannot, you cannot bypass the prophet in the exodus process. The prophet is the one that leads to the exodus process. He's the one that brings the requirements for exodus. And if the prophet says this requirement has got to be met, it must be met. And your prophet comes, he says the message of the hour is the token. Hallelujah. And it says, full obedience to the word of God entitles you to the token. And it says in another message, the token is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So that means without the baptism of the Holy Ghost, there is no hope for you. Are you still with me? Without the token, no matter if you would claim to be Israel and associated with Israel, the death angel was going to strike you. And we are not saying these things to scare the people. We cannot bring the people into heaven by, by, by fear. We are bringing the people into heaven because they were predestinated to get into heaven. There is no amount of fear that can make you repent. If you are not a seed of God, you will never repent. Even if we tell you what, how hell is going to be, it will never do anything. But what will make you turn on your ways is when you are predestinated. Are you still with me? Now, coming to what we are reading about, then the scripture where we are reading, it tells us that Moses, after the Exodus, we know how he came and confronted the Pharaoh of the time and how the angel of the Lord went before him and the pillar of fire 
vindicated his ministry. The pillar of fire vindicates the ministry. Uh, uh, I'm not worried that you come to church this morning and hope that you'll see the pillar of fire. I don't need to be vindicated. I follow a vindicated ministry. Uh, Are you still with me? That pillar of fire was to vindicate the prophet, in the, not a pastor, to vindicate a prophet in the end time. And when you operate under the message of that prophet, you are? uh, So you don't go around looking for the pillar of fire. The pillar of fire that appeared for the prophet was enough for the bride. Are you still with me? The moment I try to say, take pictures and see what you can do, then there is a problem here. I follow a vindicated message by the pillar of fire. The cloud that appeared on Sunset Mountain, it was enough. In the morning, I don't wake up and looking in the sky, what will happen? I had a cloud, it was enough. The pillar of fire that was taken by FBI, it was enough. If you want to see that, we can make it available to you. Now, after that, then the Bible, if we come back to our text, Exodus 24, verse 12. Exodus 24. And and the Lord said unto Moses, come up to me into the mount, and be there, I will give thee tables of stone, And a law and commandments which I have written that thou mayest teach them. So that means there were laws that Moses had to get from God. And God brought Moses up on the Mount Sinai. And Moses rose up and his minister Joshua. And Moses went up into the Mount of God. I like it that everywhere where you see Moses, Joshua is not far off. Because Joshua did not have his ministry. His ministry was an extension of Moses' ministry. Uh, Did you hear what the Bible calls Joshua? He calls Joshua Moses me. Uh, Hallelujah. Somebody will say, I'm not a minister of a man, I'm a minister of God. Ah, you You are lying to us. Joshua knew that his credibility depended on Moses' ministry. He knew that as long as Moses is vindicated, Joshua can say, I'm vindicated as well. And Joshua was not ashamed because he's a minister to Moses. He was not ashamed to say, come to the people and say, Moses said, Moses said. So every time Joshua preached to the people, he said, "Eh, Moses said here. Moses said there. Moses said there. Uh, hallelujah. So imagine somebody say, hey, we don't want to hear about Moses. We want to hear about our father Abraham. When you reject Moses, you reject Abraham. Are you still with me? And those that were the children of Abraham were not irritated by Joshua quoting Moses. When Joshua quoted Moses, they would say, brother, we are on the right track. And after the service, they'll go to Joshua and say, just show us where that Moses said it. We want to go and read more these things. Men will take from Moses and read for their families. That is why if Joshua never got tired to say Moses said, there will be a Joshua ministry in the end time that will never be tired 
to say Malachi 4 said. Malachi 4 said. Malachi 4 said. If you are bought by Malachi 4, we're still going to bore you even more. Because we've got nothing to preach. We only have what Malachi 4 has delivered. Are you still here, people? We, we are not ashamed to say we are ministers operating under William Brenham. We are not ashamed to say we are ministers operating under William Brenham. We are not ashamed to say our teachings are influenced by him. We are not ashamed to quote him. When we quote him, we know we are on the right track. Let me tell you something. I like how one minister said, uh, you see, there is a difference between a Bible preacher and the word preacher. He says, anyone, everyone can be a Bible preacher. But to be the word preacher, the word cometh only to the prophet. For you to be the word preacher, you must have come in contact with the prophet. Without a contact with the prophet, you are just a Bible preacher. And Bible preacher, you just come and dramatize. Amen. Amen. And polish your English. To make sure that the grammar is right. And make sure that the music as you are preaching, the background is nice. To create the desired effects on the people. You are a Bible preacher. Uh, hallelujah. Somebody is getting confused. This Bible, without the weight of the without the light of the hour, it is just a Bible, it's closed. But the message of the hour is the light of the hour to reveal the Bible that is closed. So if you don't have a prophet, you are preaching from a closed Bible. But when you have a prophet, you preach from an open Bible. Are you still with me? Now, then Moses went up into the mount and a cloud covered them. The cloud enveloped them. Hallelujah. And the glory of the Lord abode upon Sinai and the cloud covered it six days. And the seventh day he called unto Moses out of the midst of the cloud. The voice came from the cloud and called Moses on the on the on the seventh day. Hallelujah. Brother Branham says we are right at the end time is the last age. He says there is a knock and there is a voice say come out. Jesus will not enter in. You have to come out of the age, church ages because he was rejected. We meet him beyond the seven church age. Amen. Are you still with me? Amen. And the glory, then it says, and the sight of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on the top of the mount in the eyes of the children of Israel. And Moses went into the midst of the cloud. In another version it says, Moses entered into the cloud and got him up into the mount and Moses was in the mount 40 days and 40 nights. Then thereafter he had to come out of the cloud and when he came out of the cloud, then he came with the Ten Commandments. Are you still with me? Moses went into the cloud and came out with 
Hallelujah. Once you enter into the cloud, you're going to come out with a message. Uh, and last week we have heard how somebody entered into. Believers, were you here? <laughs> Hallelujah. I hope we are still together here. Uh, brother, let's say I'm just going to be all over the place now. There is a message in the unveiling of God. It's just somewhere I just need to tie it up with what I'm reading here. Amen. That's paragraph two, paragraph 172, if you've got it today. Amen. All right. 172, it says, the word, okay, this you're going to read with me. The word had to come from Moses first. That means if it says first, you cannot bypass Moses. Uh, see, Moses had the word. They were written by God. The Ten Commandments were written by God. Hallelujah. They were written by God. Nobody could interpret them. Moses had to interpret them first. That's the reason he veiled his face. Do you see it? Do you see it? See, here it is. Then Brother Brennan picks up the Bible. Then it says, we could, we could pick it up. Pack it up. And everything else there. But it's got to be revealed. So after you have bought it from Kum Books, it has to be revealed. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. In order to reveal, order to reveal Moses, Moses had to become, had to become God, God, God to the people. To the people. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Are you here? Are you here, people? Amen. Uh, the, now we're getting into algebra here. Now, 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 don't struggle. The body is not the deity. But the deity was in the body. Now, now, when Moses entered into the cloud and came out of the cloud, he comes with the Ten Commandments. And the prophet said they were written by God. And say we could pick it up and pack it up. But in order for it to be revealed, Moses had to become God to the people. 
All right. Are you still with me? Yes. Now, now, when you read that, if you are really a discerning message reader, and you read between the lines, what applied in the first Exodus will apply in the third Exodus. Now, in the third Exodus, it's not referring to this. Now, it's referring to the seals. We'll come to that. Are we gonna we're gonna choke the Pentecostal chickens now? Amen. Amen. We have to, brother. Come and read. Uh, bring Luke nineteen, verse twenty-eight. Let's read it together. And it came to pass about eight days after this thing, these sayings. All right, somebody was asleep. And it came to pass about an eighty days after this saying. The moment you see the Bible speaking about the eighth day, now it's tapping into eternity. So that means it's beginning to declare things that are not natural. We are now tapping into eternity. Are you still with me? We've got how many days? We've got say, seven days. And the moment you go beyond the seven, you are back on the first day. Hallelujah. And your prophet said the eighth day is eternity. That's why Jesus never resurrected on the seventh day. He resurrected on the eighth day to bring a new creation that is not part of the old creation. Go and read anyway. It will tell you that the morrow after Sabbath, this is what happened. What is happening now? It's telling you about a new order, new system, new creation. Amen. I hope we are together. Amen. He took Peter, John, and James, he took Peter, John, and, James. and went up into a mountain to pray. And, went up into a to pray. and as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered. And his raiment was white and glistering. And behold, there talked with him two men, which were Moses and Elijah. Moses had died, but here Moses had resurrected. Elijah had never died. Elijah had raptured. Jesus did not die, did not resurrect at this moment. Are you still with me? Brother Brenham in your message said the cycle of of life was complete. He says, he says, he says, Moses represented the resurrected saints. Elijah represented the raptured saints. And he says, Jesus represented both of them in a glorified form. We are not talking about things that we don't know. We are talking about the things that we have seen in preview. Who appeared in glory? uh, Verse 31. And spake of his disease which he should accomplish at Jerusalem. But Peter and they that were with him were 
heavy with sleep. And when they are awake, they saw his glory. And the two men that stood with him. And it came to pass. As they departed from him. Peter said unto Jesus. Master it is good for us to be here. Let us make three tabernacles. One for thee. One for Moses. And one for Elias. Not knowing what he said. While he thus spake, they came a cloud and overshadowed them. And they feared as they entered into the cloud. And there came a voice out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son. Hear him. Are you still with me? As they entered into the cloud. Then the voice came from. And what was the message of the voice? This is my beloved son. Hear him. And the prophet comes in your message. Hear him. He tells you, say, it was the adoption process. Are you still with me? So whenever you see the cloud, the adoption season is on sight. Somebody is hearing me. Let's come here. Do you see the second exodus as well? They entered into the cloud. Let's come to this one. Brother, let's come to the seventh seal, paragraph 404. Now, now, then he says, now, now the third came from the west. The third year is referring to the third pool. Came from the west, sweeping forward with great terrific speed. And they picked me up. Hallelujah. In what form were they? In the form of a cloud. And they picked him up. If you check it and you put it in another way, he entered the cloud. <laughs> Hallelujah. That was, that was coming back east with the mystery of these seven seals. Just like it said in Gina Jackson's dream that the Lord let me interpret for him there. On the inside of that pyramid, there was a white stone that wasn't written on. That's the reason I had to go west to connect with this angel's message to come back here to reveal it. Hallelujah. To reveal it to who? Bring standing in the gap, brother. There is somewhere where I'm going. And, and, don't forget, he says Moses, in order to reveal what he was given, what did Moses have to become? All right. Yeah. Are you with me, people? There's some serious stuff here. Now, he says, 
is standing in the gap, paragraph 80. He says, well, it happens to be that at least one man is present this morning who was standing there when it happened. It actually shook the rocks off the mountain. Now we find out that during that time, I saw seven angels in a form of a pyramid that swept it down and picked me up. And I was brought east to open the seals for God. I, I, don't, I don't know whether we're together. Seven angels stepped out of eternity, picked him up, he entered the cloud. And when he moved out of the cloud, he had a message from the cloud that he had to go east to go and reveal to the church. Oh, brother. Let's go back to that quotation in the message, the unveiling of God. The very same quotation that I read earlier on. Paragraph 172. Then we are coming now. Hallelujah. Uh, Here we are splitting some hairs. The word had... uh, Moses was what? The... The prophet. Do we agree? Amen. Jesus was what? Was God made flesh. Are you still with me? Amen. The prophet says he used these veils, but it says God changes the veils. Amen. He is the same God that comes in different veils, in different dispensations. Amen. Are you still with me? Amen. Wherever you are, find him. You find him behind the badger skins. And today you find him behind the human skins. Moses was a skin behind which God hid himself. Paul was a skin behind which God hid himself. I'm not concentrating on Paul and the rest of them because they did not lead to the Exodus. I'm concentrating on the leaders of the Exodus. The weight had to come from Moses first. Hallelujah. Brother, bring it. The word had to come from Moses first. Now, if this applies in the first Exodus, would you fault me if I take the same quotation and apply it in the third Exodus? Hallelujah. The word had to come from Brother Brenham first. Brother Brenham had the word. Hallelujah. They were written by God. What? The seals. Nobody could interpret them. Brother Brenham had to interpret them first. Take it higher, brother. I'm reading there. Hallelujah. Then it says... That's the reason he veiled his face. Then I can say this afternoon or this morning here. Do you, do you as lighthouse see it? Oh, brother. Then he say, here here it is. And then Brother Brennan picked up the Bible. But today I can pick up the book of the seals. And say, we could pick it up on tape. We could pack it up in a book. And everything else there 
but it's got to be and in order to reveal Amen. Ah, this will cause a problem now. <laughs> this will cause a problem now. Amen. Remember, you, you see, the, 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 there is a fine line that you walk. Amen. If you make Brother Brenham God, you make him an antichrist. Yes. And if you don't make him God as well, you make him antichrist. Yes. Are, are you still with me? Amen. The body is not the deity. We are not worshipping the body, but we are aware about who was in the body. I, I hope we are together here. If you reject, if you reject the body, you reject the deity. And if you accept the body, you accept the deity. But if you worship the body, you are wrong. Folks, we are walking a very tight rope here. This is for the pretend. Somebody that is not revelated will leave the church and say, they are worshipping Brother Brenham. You have heard it. You don't have a revelation. We cannot worship Brother Brenham. His body is in the grave. I cannot worship what is in the grave. But I know what was in the body. It is not on the grave today. Very, very fine line. Are you still with me? William Branham, when he was with his family buying grocery, he was a man. But when William Branham stood behind the pulpit and said, according to the scripture, the seal, the first seal, this is what it means. It was not a child of Ella Branham. Hallelujah. William Branham became God to the people. Alright. If you reject that, then you're going to miss your benefit. You know why I put William Brenham there? It's because now he's not there. But that space cannot be vacuum. There's got to be a people that occupy that space. There's got to be a church that rises up. That says the body is not the deity. But the deity is now in this body. Oh, brother. If it happened with Moses... And it could bring the superpower of that time, Pharaoh, under his subjection. And it happened with Jesus. And it could bring the superpowers of that time under his subjection. And it happened under William Brennan. And it brought the superpowers under subjection. And today, if it applies to us, no corona will stand before us. No cancer will stand before us. No Putin will stand before us. We have the power to by every demon. Are you still with me? At that day, you shall know that I am in the Father. And the Father in me, and I in you. Today, when you are looking for the eye, where do you find the eye? There used to be a time where when you were looking for the eye, you find the eye in the Father. And there was a time when you were looking for the eye, it was in the sun. But in the end time, when you are looking for the eye, where is the eye today? Where is the eye today? 
You are the eye. Oh, brethren, wake up from your slumber. We are not just like an ordinary church. Seven angels came here to inaugurate us. This message is an inauguration to tell you you have now become him. You have become him. Whatever you possess, you possess. Whatever you can do, you can do. His glory is your glory. His power is your power. His revelation is your revelation. His spirit is your spirit. Whatever he is, that doesn't that you what you are. Oh, Satan. Now a child of God can confront the house of hell and say, house of hell, give way. Give way to who? To I. The body is not a deity, but the deity is in the body. Then William Branham comes. He stands behind the pulpit. He says, I take every spirit in the building under my control. What manner of man can you bring spirits under your control? I take every spirit in the building under my control. That was not a man speaking. That was the deity behind the man. And if William Bram can do it, we can do it. This morning we are taking every spirit. Demonic oppression. Ancestral spirits. Cancer. Diabetes. All kinds of spirits. This morning we are taking all those spirits under our control. For the glory of God. Hallelujah. That's who we are, brethren. Every spirit. If it tormented you right now, I'm taking that spirit under our control. We are bringing it under our feet for the glory of God. The eye in your dispensation. Anything that you desire. Sister Haiti, what do you need? Salvation of my two boys. In the name of Jesus Christ, I give you your two boys in the name of Jesus Christ. And here we are today. What you need in the building, the eye in you is here. Whatever you need right now, I give it to you. I give it to you. Satan hates it, but I'm going to preach it. I give it to you in the name of Jesus Christ. John and Peter said, silver and gold we have none. But such as we have, we give it to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, stand up and walk. Look on us. They said, look on us. In the end time, look on us. Don't look in heaven. The deity is not in heaven. The deity is in us. Look on us. Silver and gold we have none. But such as we have, we give it to you. In the name of Jesus Christ. I can hear the chains are broken. I can hear chains are being broken. Demonic powers are dislodged. Satan is paralyzed in the name of Jesus Christ. That, that's the message from the town. 
That's the message from the cloud. A message of authority. Do you believe this? Do you see, if you don't see the role of William Brenham, you're going to miss the rest of the mystery. The reason Satan hates it and say, no ways. They are worshiping a man. He wants us to shy from something that is hidden there. Power that is hidden there. Jesus' greatest offense when he was here, you being a man, you make yourself and they killed him for that. Today, they will kill you. You being a man. How dare you say you take every spirit under your control? Who are you? That's what the devil hates. Because when you don't see that, you will fail to see the entire mystery of the Godhead. How, how he was the father and he morphed himself, became the son. And now he has morphed himself, he has become the church. Amen. Amen. Let, let's check this now. Now, let me take it further. You cannot associate with a cloud unless you are a cloud. Hallelujah. People that reject the cloud is because they are not the cloud. I'm going to show you that if you are a seed of God, you are a cloud. Come to the quotation. The resurrection of Jesus, brother, paragraph 34. Let's bring and show that a man is a cloud. Brother Branham says, Then after he got all his creation made, he said, Let us, plural, make man in our own image, plural. Now, this pluralization, is what has confused a lot of people and say, when God said, let us make men in our own image, who is us? Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Now, a lot of people that say, that means there are two gods. <laughs> but the scripture says, we worship no other God. The Lord God says, I'm one. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Then the message from the cloud says, he is not one like a finger. He was Elohim. Yes. Then he created an office of the Father, an office of the Son. Yes. And from time to time, the two offices communicate. The Father can send a document to the Son, and the Son can send the document to the Father. But if you intercept the document, you're going to say two fellows are communicating. Hallelujah. But if you know the mystery of the offices, you know that a teacher can communicate with himself or herself as a parent if he teaches his own child. Did you you get that one? Hallelujah. If my son to me is in my class and I'm I'm the teacher and the Department of Education say, send the letters to all the parents in the class, I'm going to say, dear Mr. Madiba. And I'm going to narrate on such and such day, we're going to have a school governing body elections, and you must avail yourself. 
Hallelujah. From uh, Mr. Madiba. Now, when you check the letter, you say Madiba wrote to Madiba. He's even inviting Madiba for a meeting. How can you invite? These people are too. Look, he's inviting him for a meeting. But I know it's only one, it's one person. And on the day of election, I stand there as a teacher and I can as well vote as a parent. But it's not two people, it's one person in two offices. Let us make, let us make a man in our own image. The logos and the father communicating, not two gods, one God in two offices. Now, if God is unseen, if the logos was in the form, just mythically speaking, drama, in the form of a halo, then it's supernatural. Then he had to make a man in his own image. John 4 says that God is a spirit. That means if he made a man in his own image, it has to be a spirit. Amen. We are going somewhere. He had to, that's why you find somebody telling somebody, ah, you are made in the image of God. Don't worry about how your forehead looks. <laughs> the forehead looks like a baboon. It's made in the image of beasts. We are just comforting each other using unscriptural things. Amen. <laughs> Yeah, then, and he had to make a spirit man. And brought, listen to the secret, and he brought it down now. There is a deity, cannot be seen. Deity is supernatural. Then he brings it down from a sacred halo to a little white cloud. We're getting somewhere, folks. From the halo. The halo. What is the halo? Is the logos. What is the logos? Came out of Elohim. But from that logos, then there came a little white cloud. Oh. Then he brings down from a sacred halo to a little white cloud. Something that's more visible. That's a man. He calls that white cloud a man. Hallelujah. He gave him the rulership over the kingdom. And he governed the beast like the Holy Spirit leads the church today. But there was no man to till the soil. But there was a, a white cloud, which was a man that had the rulership in the Garden of Eden. <laughs> Why is Brother Ram calling this the white cloud? Okay. Then it says, then he put, there was no man to tell the soil. Then he put man in the image of man on earth, created him out of the dust of the earth. Now, now the man that is supposed to tell the ground must come from the ground. Are, are you with me? Amen. But the white cloud, the little white cloud that dropped down from the halo, cannot till the ground, but has got the rulership in the Garden of Eden. Mm. That, then right there, he slaughtered something. He said, and, uh, and this is where science gets mixed up. 
They say no. He might give him a hand like a monkey. He might give him a face like a chimpanzee. He might give him a foot like a bear. But God put a soul in a man. He might give him a foot like a bear. Hallelujah. But God put a soul in a man. This white cloud, then it says, did came down not in the animal, in the man. Hallelujah. Now, if they want to go back and dig up some old bones, let them dig up as many as they want to or all the fossils. That doesn't have a thing to do on the hearing of the word of God. There he is. Then he is this man. Now, the man sinned. And when he sinned and fell, then that little cloud in there became mud and black. Then the Logos came down and was made, hallelujah, the Logos came down and was made flesh. Brother, this man dropped down from the hill of the Logos. And when he was in this man, the man sinned and the white cloud was mad. Then the logos from which this white cloud comes from came down and put flesh. If this white cloud is part of the logos, that means the logos will attract this little white cloud that is mad. That's why he had to go by way of Samaria. Because in that prostitute, that little white cloud was there, dark as it was, but it was there. Then, then it says, then the Logos came down and was made flesh and dwelt among us to redeem this man back to the love of the Father. And he came in by the baptism of the Holy Spirit, chased sin out of the human to human, and brings men back again in fellowship with God. You believe that? Amen. All right. If you are messagical, you know that the little white cloud is Theophan. Are we together? Amen. Bring who is this Melchizedek? <laughs> oh my. Paragraph 88. <clears throat> then after, you this read it with me. Then after you recognize the very word of God, was eagle food, then you left the other thing. You have been formed into the living image of the living God. You had from? Oh, brother. And the orphan is what? A little white. All right. And when you hear from your theophany, now, when you've got your device that you have, and you want to access your file, we said you download it from? Then from the cloud it comes to what? <laughs> and I said, you are a device. And from time to time you download from what? 
What is the... Oh, brother. You download from the cloud. The cloud is your theophile. And your cloud downloads from the great cloud that came in 1963. So you cannot understand that cloud unless you've got a little white cloud to connect you to the great cloud. So I cannot make you understand the cloud in 1963 if you don't have the little white cloud. But when you have a little white cloud, you are connected with that cloud. It's not just a scientific picture, but it's something you're connected with. And every day, you download messages from the cloud. Christ is the mystery of God revealed. Downloaded from what? The cloud. Who is this Melchizedek cloud downloaded from where? But downloaded by who? The password to that great cloud is the little white cloud. (laughs) Then you hear from your theophile. Do you agree, folks? Amen. Amen. Let's come up here. Now, let's come to the scripture, Revelation 10. Verse 1. I'm working towards closing. I'm not going to be long today. Do you believe that this is our diet? You can't can't preach this. You must download it from the cloud. (laughs) And if you have not met the cloud, you cannot understand what we are talking about. All right. Revelation 10, verse 1. We read it last time. Let's read it one more time. And I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven. And I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven. Clothed with a cloud. Clothed with a cloud. Hallelujah. Yes. And a rainbow was upon his head. And his face was as it were the sun. And his feet as pillars of fire. And he had in his hand a little book open. And he set his right foot upon the sea. And his left foot on the earth. And cried with a loud voice. As when a lion roareth. And when he had cried. Seven thunders uttered their voices. And when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to rise. I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered. Write them not. But it doesn't mean that we will not know them. At the end time, the people will download the messages from that voice. Are you still with me? And the angel which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth lifted up his hand to heaven and swear by him that liveth forever and ever who created heaven and the things therein are 
Let's go verse 7. But in the days of the voice of the seven angel, when it shall begin to sound, the mystery of God should be finished. As he has declared to his servants the prophets. And the voice which I heard from heaven spake unto me again. And said, go and take the little book. Amen. Which is open in the hand of the angel. Which standeth upon the sea and upon the earth. And I went and unto the angel. And I said, and said, and said unto him, give me the little book. And he said unto me, take it, eat it, and it shall make thy belly bitter, and it shall be in thy mouth sweet as honey. Hallelujah. And I took the little book out of the angel's hand. And ate it up, and it was in my mouth sweet as honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. He said unto me, Thou must prophesy again before many peoples, nations, and tongues, and kings. Now, in the message of the Revelation, chapter 5. Paragraph 100, the prophecy, and this sevenfold book of seven redempt, and this sevenfold book of seven redemption plans has been brought to us. That's what this book holds. Now we are going to get over in the 10th chapter where this mighty angel proclaims something. He had a little book that John had to eat, and when he did, He got it into his belly. It was bitter, but in his lips it was sweet. When you have to digest it, then it gets bitter. Everybody's against you. Everybody telling you you are a holy roller. You are this, that, or the other. See, you're off your head. So it's hard to digest it. But when you are testifying of his glory, it's sweet in your limbs. That's all. When you stand up in a meeting, you say, glory to God. And when you are going through that great siege, it's hard. But then when you are out of that great siege, you can testify of it. That's sweet in the limbs. That's this book of redemption. Let's stand up. God bless you. Amen. Keep on downloading from the cloud. Amen. Don't lose connection with your little white cloud. Amen.
study part. Maybe let's say, be still and know that I'm God. Brother Grace, they have to prepare Amazing Grace, the old version.
the bright and morning star. just from the cloud this is the message of the this topic of the title of the message I've said mm-hmm. and father we are so in time we are so grateful for that because what we've heard father it was not from a man but it was exactly from you father and father we'd like to thank you because father our the minister who was here was not just ministering something that he came out of himself mm-hmm. but he was ministering something that came directly from your yes. soul directly from your mouth and for directly the kind of thing that it can give life unto us father and we are so grateful for this message father because this is the message the only message for that is life in us exactly because if you go to the muslim the message that the more is of islam if we go there and find the person that they do say he's a prophet, mm-hmm. we, they are, the, the one that say he come with a message, we can actually point to his grave. Mm. But if we come to the message that is Christianity, mm. if we come and look for the person who has come Father, for this and being the, the lead of this message, mm-hmm. when we go to that grave, Father, the grave is empty. Yes. Because, Father, they, even there was life after death. Mm. And even this side, that is the kind of message that we want, Father, that even in our death situation, Father, mm. life can be imparted to exactly. you. That even in our lives, Father, when there is sin, sin can flee for God. This message is light. And we are so grateful for that light, Father. That is why, Father, if we look at all the messages that have been here, Father, all the faith that has been here, this is the only faith that we can depend on. Hallelujah. Because when Luther came with a message, the, the people, when the message, the, that message came, they denominated. Mm. And when that message came into Africa, mm. it was just a, it was just dead mm. to the people. Yes. Even when John Wesley came, mm. when the people, when he left, when the people came here, the people denominated. Mm. That message became corrupted. Yes. And it was, became dead unto the people. Mm. Even now, when the, the, the great uh, Pentecostal message came. Mm. Even today, Father, when we look at what the people are going there in the churches, Father, mm. it is just dead. Yes. But when this message came, Father, Thank even you. when the messenger of the message left, mm. 
mm. there was life left in this message. Because this was the message of the hour. It was the message that was going to bring us rapture in faith. That's right. And for that, Father, we are so grateful. It is a message, Father, that even when the minister can be corrupted, mm. it can never Hallelujah. be because Father, it is downloaded from the clouds. Because there was a seven angel constellation of the seven angel, Father, that came down and gave the message to the said to the prophet of the age, so that he can bring to the bring it into, into us. That is why we command you commanded and then say you commanded him and said, store up the food, so that even in this day when there is so hunger, we can still feed on those food because there is still life in that food. Even when there is so much thirst in the people, we can still drink on that message because there is so much life in it. And for that, Father, we are so Thank that you, Lord. This message of the hour, when it came to Africa, it was not corrupted. Hallelujah. They give life even unto the Africans. Mm. All the other messages, when they came from the United States, from the Europe, mm. when they came into here, yeah. they were just dead. But yeah. this one, it, it was the message just for the African. Mm. So that even with it, Father, when we come, mm. whatever the promises you've had in the Bible, mm. whatever happened in the Old Testament, mm. whatever Paul said when he said, Silver and gold I do not have, but such as I have. Such as that Peter had, that is the same thing that we exactly. have. The Holy Spirit. And for, for that, Father, we are so grateful. Because even when there is a cancer in front of us, mm. we can still pray. Mm. And we can still say, cancer will live. Mm. When there is even a disease, mm. we can still say, pray. It is not a death message. The days of miracles, when you come to this message, is not over. Yep. It is still an ongoing. Because it is like a life-giving stream. It is like a flowing water. That is alive. It is not stagnant. There is life in it. And for that, Father, we are so grateful. We are so grateful this morning, Father, that you came into your servant. You took your, your, your his place, Father, mm. so that when you speak this morning, we couldn't see him, we could hear you. Mm. And for that, Father, we are so grateful. Because when we go home, Father, there is something that we can, we can ruminate on, mm. something that we can feast on, mm. something that we can share. That is life. Mm. For that, Father, we are so grateful. We pray, believe in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. All right. We serve a miracle waking God. We serve a wonder. Amen. How many agree? Amen. Are you going to give us? Yes. All right. We serve a miracle waking God. Hallelujah.
miracle waking God. I don't know between sister Mpanyana and sister Ripari. There is a song that says, Messiah is the King of Kings. Messiah is the Lord of Lords. He is the King of Kings. Amen. How many know the song? Amen. I think this song, it must have been a song that John sang in his womb. When Elizabeth and Mary met, John must have leaped with joy and said, Messiah is the King of Kings. Amen. Amen. Let's sing it before we go.
this could have been a right song to sing unto him when he was coming on a donkey towards Jerusalem. Messiah is the king of kings. Brother Branham says, what was the noise all about? He says, God confirming his word. Amen. Uh, there is a song, Sister Mbayana, that you must sing for us. What is it? Let me escape my memory. Yeah, oh, Malaga will say. Then the, after we are dismissed, God bless you richly. Amen. Yeah, God bless you. Have a blessed week. And we'll meet on Wednesday. Amen. Turn around and say to your brother or your sister, no coronavirus formed against you shall prosper. Do you believe that? Amen. They are amazed to the the scientists while they are coming with it. Somebody was saying, it is hitting all other parts of the world. But uh, I saw a media article saying, it is very strange that normally whenever there is a, a pandemic outbreak, Africa is the one that suffers the most. Then they say they are quite amazed that it seems like Africa is not being affected like the rest of the world. I, I was praying, I said, God, there is the biggest, the biggest concentration number of people, of message believers is in Africa. Amen. Africa has got more message believers than any other continent. Bill Gates estimated that 10 million Africans will lose their lives. I say, God, we are standing in the gap. Not only for believers only, but for everyone, we are standing on the gap. Uh, Now you're going to make me want to preach. Now, Brother Brenham, the reason he wanted to come to Africa, I think you've heard Brother Mtlabi praying and say, any other thing that came here was corrupted. I believe that. And this is the first time in history where a message left from the throne of God right direct to this continent. The rest, by the time it came here, they already used it for their own devious means. But this was not corrupted. Brother Brenham, when his visa was denied, when he was supposed to come here, he said something striking. He says, I need to go there because many of them don't have medical aid. That's what he said. He said, this is needed there because they don't have the means. Now, our health systems on the continent have, co- uh, have collapsed because we have very weak, shallow uh, leaders who have got no vision for whatsoever except for their stomach. Now, despite our failing health systems, may God raise this message as a banner on this continent our uncles, everyone that is connected with us must never be affected by this plague. 
I, I don't say they believe. I say for as long as they connect to it, because if they are sick, it affects us. So anyone that is connected with us must never be affected by this. Must never. Amen. God bless you richly. Give us a song till we meet on Wednesday. How many believe this message has power? Amen. Amen. Till we meet. We're just going to rejoice.